Thank you for stopping by the Inside Deschutes County podcast. Wherever you might be and however you might be listening, we appreciate you making us a small part of your day. We hope you click those subscribe and download buttons and be sure to catch us wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also find us on Deschutes.org slash podcast. Deschutes County is an amazing place to live. Work. work and play. Great place to raise a family. I love the weather and the high desert. At Deschutes County, we provide excellent service. Beautiful. We're here to help you. Deschutes County is the heart of Oregon. Everyone wants to be here. This is episode 17 of the Inside Deschutes County podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Eric Brion. Happy New Year. It's hard to believe that it's 2024. I thought for sure we would have like flying cars or something by now. Not, not so much. Anyway, it's that time of year though when people reset, get back to work after the holiday season, holiday vacations. Usually those first few days after the new year, it's like just jump right in. So we're going to do just that and jump in on a topic that's had a lot of discussion in Deschutes County the last few months, maybe even the last few years, rural, I never can say that word, rural accessory dwelling units, ADUs, probably the easiest one. Yeah, it is a mouthful. My guest today is Kyle Collins. You just heard him, Associate Planner for Community Development. Kyle, thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Well, you're going to talk about what ADUs are, the rules, the regulations, how you can apply, maybe some of the things you've heard that have been a problem for people, but Happy New Year to you. Thanks for being here. Yeah, Happy 2024. I can't believe it's 2024. I don't know that I can either. Did you have a good New Year? I did have a good New Year. That's good. Yeah, it was... Wanted there to be more snow than there is, but that was... Where is the snow? I don't know. It's it's supposed to snow this week, though. That's, yeah, a, yeah, a little bit of snow. We're recording January 2nd, so mm-hmm. we'll probably get this out later this week. But yeah, the snow. It's been a big topic. Not as big as uh, rural ADUs, but... Uh, it's up there. But it's a, it's up there. Did you make any New Year's resolutions? What did... What did uh, what's, what do you do when it comes to the New Year? I feel like it, I bounce back and forth. It's either like something super specific. I'm going to complete some task, like travel somewhere or do read X number of books. Like be on this podcast, or right? Be, or be on a podcast. Uh, yeah. I, I only had to bug you like once or twice. So. Yeah. I'm sure that was a, a resolution of yours to get on here. Pro- probably just uh, be more mindful. Maybe, yeah. that's, maybe that's an easy resolution or not an easy resolution. So it's not a, like a go to the gym kind of thing, cut out foods. No. I mean that's mine. I feel like every if I, year. If I yeah, if I set myself up, I'm gonna I'm gonna fail. Usually by day four or five. Yeah. See, my birthday also falls in in January, so oh. it, it really messes with me. It's a double because it's like, well, I'll do it after my birthday, and then oh. it's like, then it's yeah, I'm not very good with that. Yeah, I stink. Rural, I, boy, rural. Rural, rural. I think we can just say ADUs. ADUs, yeah. okay. But there is a distinction, right? This There's... is this is in the rural part of Deschutes County. Can you explain? We've talked a little bit about this on this podcast, but can you just explain accessory dwelling units, rural accessory dwelling units? Why we're talking about them? Why this has kind of been a topic in the news in the county for a while now? 
Definitely. Yeah. And it's, I'll, I'll point out, it's not even just a Deschutes County issue. This is something that's been kind of a statewide, uh, all across Oregon for a number of years. And Oregon's pretty unique in that we have what's called a statewide land use planning system, which is not true of, of any other state really uh, in the country. And that all of our rules basically come from a piece of legislation that was passed in the 70s. And in a nutshell, it says urban uses are inside the city limits and rural uses, you can think things like farms, forestry, et cetera, uh, those are outside the cities and never the twain shall mix. Um, ADUs are basically exactly what they sound like. They're accessory dwelling units. So that means you probably have your primary dwelling on site, you got a single family house, and maybe you've thought about building a, a structure that you want to house your in-laws, friends and family, whoever it happens to be, and that secondary dwelling unit on a piece of property is an ADU. And that's for most people, right? They're, they probably want it for mother-in-law, family. That, that tends what, what, to be. Who else might be interested in these? I mean, it, it rentals. Really is, rentals, yeah. A lot of people see it as an opportunity for some secondary income. Um, obviously, it's the housing shortage kind of across the state, but here in Deschutes County, I think it's especially acute in a lot of ways. Um, so people see it as both an opportunity to kind of alleviate some of those, uh, some of those issues, as well as, I mean, if, if you've got a couple of acres that you're willing to put a, a secondary house on and rent it to somebody, it helps them and obviously gives you a little bit of extra income as well. So this has been in the news a lot that since I've been here, is it because these are difficult to figure out the rules and regulations? Is it people don't want them? What, what's kind of the, the reasoning for, I don't want to say controversy. It's not controversial. It doesn't seem controversial. Maybe it is. But what is the, you know, kind of the ins and outs or the struggle of getting these implemented? Is, yeah. it, is it the rules or is it that people don't want them? It's, it's, um, it's mostly the rules. So to, to kind of go back to that, that statewide land use planning system, we actually weren't allowed either as Deschutes County or any other county to allow more than one dwelling unit on a piece of property outside of our cities until passage of a state law that occurred in 2021. Gotcha. Um, it's called Senate Bill 391 if you really wanted to, to get into the writing that down yeah, right now. Exactly. Yeah. Of, of when it passed, but prior to passage of that law, um, outside of some very specific circumstances like our destination resorts and a couple other uh, places like Tumalo, Terrebonne, or unincorporated communities, typically residents were limited to their one single-family dwelling on site, and once you got that, that was as much as you were allowed to build. Um, after passage of the state law, though, it basically opened it up to all jurisdictions throughout the state if they wanted to allow ADUs or not in the unincorporated portions of their counties. And Deschutes County started taking those steps almost immediately on adoption of Senate Bill 391 in 2021. Um, it's taken two years, essentially, to get to the point that all of the rules were crafted in a way that they followed what the state guidelines were and then took into account some of the feedback we were getting from uh, members of the community. And the newsy part of this is starting December 1st, Correct. People can now apply for those, correct? Exactly, yeah. So we uh, that two-year window was us basically putting together all of the rules, um, had to go through a number of public hearings, like with the adoption of any new land use regulations that we put into place, 
And then after those hearings were concluded, our Board of County Commissioners ultimately voted to adopt them back in November of 2023 uh, with an effective date of December 1st. So we're about a month out from uh, the first applications being available. And how is it going? Uh, as far as we know, a lot of interest, um, certainly seeing a lot of feedback from members of the community at the community development department. So we're the ones that you actually show up for and pay the fees for building permits or septic permits, and in this case, an ADU permit. Um, I think we've had at least two formal applications at this point, which is, given that this is not high season for building, is kind of remarkable. Um, the snow still hasn't flown <laughs> exactly on the ground, but we generally don't see kind of development activity pick up until sometime into the spring when the weather warms up a little bit, contractors are a little bit uh, out of their pipeline of starting to put projects in. So it's We've seen a lot of interest, and I would expect that'll that'll probably continue for certainly the next several years. And with any building, right, it's not a super easy process. I mean, there's a lot of steps, right? There are so, a lot of steps. Yeah. I mean, not I don't want you to list them all right here, but maybe give people a sense as to if they're interested in this, what they can and should do in regards to starting this process? Yeah, that's that's a great question. Um, so it's a little bit different than building just your standard single family dwelling, let's say on a, a vacant piece of property. Um, there are some rules that we had to take into account from the state level, that Senate bill that I referenced earlier, um, that we had no control over. We basically had to put them online. And they really break down into probably the three biggest things people need to know is what the zoning of their property is. So ADUs aren't allowed on all properties um, in Deschutes County. That's important to know. They're only available in what are called rural residential exception areas. Um, those are places like your R10 zones or MUA10 zones. They're not allowed in the exclusive farm use or forest zones. Those are our big kind of agricultural and, and forestry uh, located areas. The next big thing to, to be aware of is the size of the property. So properties predominantly have to be at least two acres or larger, but there's some exceptions for Southern Deschutes County based on some uh, some groundwater characteristics down there. We have to be five acres. So that's kind of the, the next big thing. And then the last thing is the actual size of the structure you wanna build itself. So ADUs, because they are intended to be accessory to your primary dwelling, they're limited to 900 square feet of what we call usable floor area. So. You get 900 square feet of dwelling unit, you can think of it that way, um, and that's what you have to meet in order to actually qualify to build one of these. Talk a little bit about the difference between the South County rules and the everywhere else rules, the, the two acres, five acres, because I don't know if everybody understands the reason why. We talked a little bit about this with um, on a previous podcast, but I... I we got a question about that. Like, why why the the five acres versus the two? Yeah, that's it's a great question. Um, a lot of it is coming both from the state Department of Environmental Quality as well as our local, who we call the on-site wastewater division, uh, also related to community development. And basically, there is a very high groundwater table in Southern Deschutes County. It's primarily associated with the Little Deschutes River. I'm sure plenty of community members are familiar with the Little Deschutes. And because the groundwater table there is very high, there's been longstanding concerns of nitrate pollution in that portion of the watershed. Um, so certain drinking water wells are, have been affected for 40, 50 plus years where development uh, started back in the 50s and 60s. 
And given that ADUs produce additional wastewater, the concerns were that we could exacerbate that problem rather than trying to find some long-term solutions. And so as a little bit of a compromise, it was determined that by increasing the size of properties to allow ADUs, we'd still provide that, that opportunity for some community members, but we wouldn't have the negative impacts associated with additional wastewater. And these rules are pretty strict too, right? I mean, in terms of the, you can't have 1.9 acres or four and a half acres. This is five and two. Yeah, they're, they're hard and fast. Um, so we're not allowed as uh, a county agency to provide what are described as variances, that's sort of the technical term, to any rules that come out of state statute or state rules. And so that two-acre standard that you referenced previously, uh, we can't offer kind of a There's a, no a appeal or yeah. a pass or anything like that, right? Correct. It is a hard and fast. Um, if you're 1.98 acres, that's less than two acres, and thus you would not qualify, unfortunately, for an ADU. Um, it is intended to be as clear and objective as it can possibly be. Um, so even though we know that there's plenty of property owners that might be right on the cusp, unfortunately, we can't can't offer variances or exceptions. Is that acreage determined because of what else is needed in terms of, you know, services, water, sewer, I don't know, anything else? Without, where, did, where did those numbers come from? That's, that's a great question. Um, so the two acres, again, comes from state statute. It's not something that we sort of craft on our own, but generally it was set at that limit for a number of reasons. One is, uh, as you pointed out, there's certain utilities and services that are harder to provide on properties outside of cities. Mostly we're talking about things like wastewater or drinking water service. So if you live in the rural county, most likely you, you depend on a well, you depend on a septic system, and those types of systems require a certain amount of acreage in order to function properly. So that's one big portion of it. The other portion of it is because of the statewide land use system, the goal is always to funnel dense density and development towards urban areas and away from rural areas as much as possible. So it's not that you're never allowed to build houses outside of incorporated cities, but generally the goal is to have the rural stay rural as we think of it. So keep the country country. Um, you can have lower density residential development in those areas and two acres and allowing for an additional dwelling You know, seem to kind of thread the needle of those, those two goals. And where can people get information if they want to look into this, if they're thinking about it, if they want to apply, what, what, what should people do? So you've got a couple different options. You can reach out to the Deschutes County Community Development Department directly. You can talk with a planner. That's probably going to be your first uh, step on the train. If you have additional questions, you want to ask about some specific property, maybe it's property you already own or when you're thinking about purchasing. We also have a, a dedicated website just related to ADUs. So if you go to deschutes.org forward slash ADU, there's a whole host of information, including the application process, what the standards are, and then kind of a, a host of questions that we've already received from members of the public that we've tried to answer in an FAQ format. And, and start to finish, I mean, obviously that depends on a lot of things, but for most people, once they start, do, we, do you have any sense as to how long it takes to get to really get cooking on these things? So in terms of the permitting process, um, it's, it's really going to depend. The actual planning and land use portion of this will give you a decision in 30 days. 
Um, okay. A, lo a lot of it will be conditioned. There are certain standards that you're going to have to meet through the actual development process. But that initial step will be about 30 days. Um, there's other portions, though, that's a little bit more open-ended. It depends on the nature of your project, the na nature of the property itself. And those are related to the on-site wastewater, the septic system permitting uh, standards that go into place, as well as the actual building permits. So structural permits, electrical permits, plumbing permits, all those things, it's going to depend on who's building the ADU, do you have contractors lined up, um, what's their schedule look like. So those could stretch outward as long as building any house. Lots um, of ins and outs yeah. there. Yeah, lots of ins and outs. Deschutes.org slash ADU. Correct. Okay, we'll repeat that at the end of this podcast for people if they have more questions about that. You work for community development. I do indeed. I, I kind of feel like it should be re re renamed, like it's community change. I mean, it's just it, all, all, the, all the change in our community. What got you into this work? Is, is it because of the, the nature of growing Deschutes County and moving it in, in a way that, you know, helps people? Is, is that why you like this work? I mean, yeah. If you like it. No, no, I do I'm like assuming it. assuming you do. <laughs> no, I, I definitely <laughs> like it. Um, I, I went to graduate school specifically for community and regional planning. And the main reason I was pulled in that direction is people live in cities and houses. And if you want to make any kind of impact and ultimately figure out what people want their communities to look like, that is, that is the place to focus. Um, keeps us on our toes. It's not really one job. It's more like 20 or 30 different jobs that are all kind of happening simultaneously. And so there's always variety. I'm not not ever dealing with the same thing on a day to day. Yeah, and that's why I asked the question because yeah. it's you work with more than rural ADUs. I do. Yeah. That's so what, what else? What what else might be on your plate that you can talk about? Yeah, uh, probably the biggest thing that I've been sort of helping with for gosh, maybe three or four years at this point is the big state wildfire mitigation. Uh, rules that are coming into place. Those were uh, put online also in 2021, just after the big Labor Day fires. I'm sure almost everyone's aware of, of all those. And based on those impacts and kind of increasing concerns about fire generally in the state, um, they adopted some rules specifically to, to hopefully mitigate impacts from fires on new development. And I've been our Deschutes County local liaison to kind of engage with both the state fire marshal as well as our state building codes division and trying to figure out what all this is going to look like when it ultimately does. What kind of line. rules? Uh, the two big ones that we're going to deal with in community development are what we call fire hardening standards. So think about what your actual home is constructed of, the materials, both your roofing materials, your siding materials, windows, all those types of things are Moving forward, once the rules do come online, they're intended to be non-flammable materials, so things that aren't going to catch on fire. The second big piece are what we call defensible space standards, and that has to do with the vegetation surrounding whatever your residence is, with the goal ultimately of keeping it maintained in such a way that's not going to promote fire from running up directly against your house and, and ultimately uh, catching your house on fire. I, I know you're probably, you're not an enforcement division, but there's, it seems like rules come as a result of the work that you do. So how does, I mean, people might have to, what, redo their landscaping as a result of these or change their siding or what, what 
so how do you navigate that and who is the person that makes sure that the the things that your department, you and your team put together as a result of what comes down from legislature and those kinds of things, county commissioners, what, how does that get implemented? Because I don't think that would be super easy. It is not. Um, it's, it's a great question. And it truly is always a balance. I mean, we certainly don't want to come across as the people that are telling you how to live your life, et cetera, especially when we're enforcing rules. Because you're not the county HOA. Correct. Um, A lot of it comes down to education, primarily. Um, We would prefer people understand the reason these rules are in place, if there are rules at all. Sometimes they're voluntary standards. Um, But education, first and foremost, generally giving people resources to actually implement these things over time. And then understanding that there's always going to be a learning curve. I mean, particularly when you're talking about wildfire standards, this is something that will probably come online over the course of 10 to 20 years. It's not a, an overnight on-off switch where everything has to meet a certain level of whatever it is. got to change your roof overnight. Uh, it's more about when things do need to change, making sure they change in the right direction. I, I feel like that's why you guys are always – a topic of conversation, the things that you guys work on, because the outreach is so important that you're kind of putting things out there for discussion, debate, making sure that the right decisions are being made specifically for Deschutes County. You guys do a lot of that work, the outreach. Outreach is... Open houses. Yeah. I see you're on... I know because I work on the social media team. Uh, social media, we're always kind of peppering the county with community development work. Is that just a priority for the team because that's how you implement things? It's it's a little bit of a local priority, but it also again comes from that statewide um, planning system that Oregon has in place. So the statewide planning system has a bunch of goals. There's 15 of them. I'm not going to tell you all of them, but goal number one is community involvement. And so any time a rule comes online, comes into place in any way, we're required to go through a pretty extensive public involvement process. So nothing's ever a foregone conclusion. I mean, the reason we do this, obviously, is because we want to know what people want to see in their community. Um, There's usually conflicting opinions about what things should happen where, and we do our best to kind of meld all that into a consensus if we can find a consensus before we bring anything towards our decision makers, the, the Board of County Commissioners, who are the ones that are actually going to sign a document that makes something happen or not happen. So wildfire mitigation, rural ADUs, anything else you can kind of give us a sneak peek behind the curtain? Yeah, we we do a fair amount of what we call community planning. So these are like very focused areas of our county that we go through. And about once every 10 years, uh, we go back to, to members of that community and with a document that we've previously prepared and say, hey, 10 years ago, you these are all the things that you wanted to see in your community. And basically, Give, give an update. Um, did we see those things happen? What do members of the community think is happening? And do they want to see that moving forward? Do they want to see the same things? Do they want to see different things? And it usually takes about a year or two uh, after we collect all that feedback. Again, the community engagement piece. Um, and then we build a new version of that plan that's then updated as a part of our broader collection of community plans throughout the county. 
Kyle, this seems like a hard job. It is. Some, well, sometimes I mean, it is. How, yeah. how do you, how do you, how do you, like, I mean, because some of it is controversial to some people, as some of it's, you know, changing, it's change. Change is hard for people, and change is good, you know, so on both sides of the, the coin, it's, but how do you navigate it personally? Like, because you're, you're having to do the work, but then you're having to navigate the input. Uh, yeah, that's, it's a great question. Um, I mean, there's a certain amount of we are subject matter experts in some way, like we spend the time to understand why new rules may or may not be required. Um, but ultimately, again, because nothing's a foregone conclusion, a lot of it is just relying on what the community tells you they want to happen. Um, so there's a certain amount of this is what we heard from everyone. Um, and if we miss here, there's always an opportunity to change it again in the future. Um, or if something doesn't go the way we expect it to, new things happen, new events, like who expected in 2020 for there to be all these fires, um, that sets off a catalyst to, to maybe reevaluate some of the, the patterns of development that we'd seen previously, and then hopefully make changes for the better. Yeah, I'm guessing a lot of maybe mountain hikes. Oh, yeah. A per lot of skiing. Personally, to, I mean, it's Deschutes County, right? Like, yeah, I'm right. Lucky, lucky to live here. Every Everything that you can want from an outdoor recreation perspective is... Kind of navigate that stress. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. What are you the most proud of? Because, I mean, you've worked on some things. So, you know, kind of what's the... What's in your trophy case of, like, hey, that's, I did that. I mean, truthfully, this one is up there just because of how... The wildfire or the ADUs? The ADUs. The ADUs. Um, yeah, the ADUs just because, I mean, I've I've worked for Deschutes County for since 2017, and since I've started, it's been a very popular oft-sided thing that we need to implement. And as I pointed out, we weren't really allowed to for quite a while. And so the moment it was sort of put on the, the menu of options, so to speak, we jumped on it. Um, but it elicits a lot of strong feelings in, in both directions. And so we've taken essentially two years to really like craft everything, make sure that it was rolled out smoothly, make sure everybody understands what the requirements are. And I'm excited to see um, the fruits of that, that labor. It's probably just because it's fresh in my mind too. As, sure. as, yeah. I would imagine you, you just have to have a lot of empathy oh, because, because all these situations for – you know, people applying for whether it's the rural ADUs or wildfire, new wildfire things, or or there's the rental RVs situation. You know, everybody's situation is different, so you have to take in their story, process that story, and then deliver the answer, whether they like it or not. And so, I would imagine that would be the tricky part of this job. It it is, yeah. And we we typically, I would say, in CDD, we're there are always lines in the sand. I mean, sometimes things are just handed down to us that we have to comply with one way or the other. But ultimately, we are much more interested in figuring out what the goal is of somebody's specific development project rather than the specifics of one project in particular. And so even if somebody asks us for something uh, that they'd like to do that maybe the current rules don't allow them to do, we would typically take that opportunity to find maybe a middle ground or a secondary opportunity that that community member might not have been aware of that could still get them still fits in the framework. still fits in the general idea of what they would like to do. Um, and ADUs, I think, 
follows sort of that same pattern where we've tried to give people maximum flexibility while understanding that there's certain things that we just can't change. You and I talked before we started about plans. Like community development has a bunch of plans. And it's it's more about taking information in and and listening. I would your active listening skills must be off the charts because of just acquiring that information and then, you know, applying it to, okay, we've got these legislative stuff coming down the pipe, whatever's been decided on with the Board of County Commissioners. Talk about plans. And I mean, because it's not just, hey, we've got this plan and we're going to beat you over the head with it, right? It's not that. No, definitely not that. Um, Like I said, the community involvement piece, because that's goal one, we we actually have to document, like, these are all the steps that we took to solicit feedback and information from members of the community. We are never showing up to any type of, of planning situation with a pre-drafted set of, like, this is what we think should happen. It is almost always from the ground up, from the community up, um, unless there's some specific state statute, again, that we're required to implement. And, of course... There's a diversity of opinions in our community, and so sometimes it feels like you you got to win on your checklist, or maybe you're disappointed that something doesn't happen. But the goal again is to find like what's the middle ground, what's the consensus that everyone can kind of agree that even though I didn't get exactly what I wanted, it still seems like it's it's not going to cause undue problems or, or things that could have been avoided otherwise. So. Um, hopefully it's, it sort of cools the temperature down when we go through that process, which is also why we take so long to do a lot of these plans. I mean, it's, we, we'd rather have more input and feedback than less. That's, that's kind of always the North star, so to speak, in, in these planning exercises. Like the Deschutes 2040 plan, right? <laughs> We're going to exactly. get Nicole on here, just who you told me that I need to get on the pod- podcast to talk about the Deschutes 2040 plan? Yeah, the, the biggest plan we have by far is what's called the comprehensive plan. Um, that's a document that, again, we try to update typically every 10 years or so. So we've, for about the last year and a half, been underway for a large countywide update of our comprehensive plan. And the comprehensive plan guides essentially all development that occurs uh, in our jurisdiction for the next 10, 10 to 20 years. That's That's the overarching framework. But as you can imagine, Deschutes County is pretty big. There's a lot of people that live here. And so soliciting feedback. A lot of opinions. A lot of opinions. Just a few. Just a couple. Just a couple. Um, But soliciting all that feedback takes a long time. And we want to make sure that we're accurately crafting into a, a formal document what people are telling us on the street. Well, Kyle, lots of good information. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's a, it's a, can be a tricky topic for some and tricky to understand because there's there's rules and things you have to go by in order to do some of these things. But thank you for taking the time to explain them and, you know, really make it digestible for p- people who aren't in your department or aren't in the building world. They're like, wouldn't it be great if we could have a mother-in-law unit or something like that? I think, you know, taking the time to actually break it down is is super valuable. So... Absolutely. I appreciate that. Of course. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to your team. Thank you for being here. Happy New Year, Eric. 
If you have a question about rural accessory dwelling units, ADUs, you can go to the website Kyle talked about. That's Deschutes.org slash ADU. Deschutes.org slash ADU. And if you have questions about the community development department, the work that they do, or if you need to contact any of their team, some of the planners, you can go to Deschutes.org. Just go to the community development tab. If you have a question about this podcast or ideas for future podcasts, you can email us at info at Deschutes.org. Info at Deschutes.org. Remember to subscribe to the Inside Deschutes County podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. Drop us a review. Drop us a rating. We'd really appreciate it. But until next time, be safe out there.